AJ McKee has been considered one of the number one prospects in MMA for a long time, but this weekend he will get a chance to elevate his status to world champion when he takes on one of the pound for pound best fighters in the world, Patricio Pitbull Fieri. Having contested every single one of his professional outings under the Bellator banner, McKee's record stands at 17-0, with 12 victories coming by way of stoppage. To add to his wrestling background, McKee boasts knockout power savvy submission skills and he just so happens to be son of legendary campaigner and one of the most respected names among the hardcores of the sport Antonio McKee. This is Pete Carroll from MMA on Point and I spoke with AJ McKee to learn about his chance to go from one of the world's best prospects to world champion this weekend. Given his father's status as a veteran campaigner famed for his seven-year unbeaten run, you might think the fight game was something the mercenary was born into. Yet, as he revealed, it was only when his father was forced to acknowledge the fiery spark inside the young AJ that he truly began his quest to be world champion. AJ McKee has been wrestling since he was a child, but following in his father's footsteps in the MMA world didn't become evident until he was a teenager. And it wasn't like he sat down with his father and had a heart-to-heart -heart about it. Word of the young McKee's fighting credibility reached his father before he even got a chance to do that so we we used to just go in the high school bathrooms if we had beef you know what i mean it, it was one female restroom one male restroom so we'd we'd get one of the biggest linemen's put the linemen on the door lock the door and we'd have at it you know what i mean any beef we settle it then, settle it there. There were many of these. Although he managed to keep his bathroom brawling career quiet, a more serious incident required his father and uncle to get involved, which eventually led him to MMA. It was a fight that happened in an alleyway. So I was walking from, from Pal to Polly, and I was going to wrestling practice, and we stopped in the alley and had a little fight in the alley before practice. Everyone was there, and next thing you know, they call my wrestling coach, I heard you're fighting in the alley. And I'm like, uh, no, that wasn't me. Like, I just came from school, you know what I mean? That's how it was brought kind of his attention. And then I got into a fight with a gangbanger, and I ended up knocking the dude out. And then they, they tried to put like a green light on me. They were talking about coming up and smoking me you know what i mean so my uncle and my father ended up coming down to the school and pretty much was like anything happens to my nephew I'm, your whole fucking family's gonna die he dedicated himself to MMA training at his father's body shop gym shortly after the incident. But there was a time when McKee thought he would be donning chef's whites instead of four-ounce gloves. However, when his attempts to get his creative culinary juices flowing were stonewalled, he gave up on the college course. When I when I got there, I'm like, you're trying to tell me I can't mix this with this, and they're like, that's not fucking cooking, you know what I mean? You can't tell Gordon Ramsay you don't fucking mix this, like, you know what I mean? You gotta use this much, like, nah, bro, he fucking finesses it and does his little salt bombay shit, you know? I mean, I just at that point realized, you know what I mean? I, I kind of saw school as like, okay, it shows you structure, you know what I mean? To be punctual, to get up on time, go to work on time. And I'm not that person. <laughs> <laughs> Among the vast array of talent working under his father, McKee got a crash course in what way to go about his business, but also was able to see some others fall into traps that he should avoid. I was able to kind of watch everyone else that he coached and mentored and take little bits and pieces of, from their career and add it to mine. Like, okay, this is what you shouldn't do. This is what you should do. And I got a lot of good bad examples <laughs> from Rampage to Emmanuel Newton to many other guys so I was able to really just take that and uh, kind of grow from it in a sense so when it came to like him coaching me he obviously set the bar 10 times higher for me just like because 
he was fighting for $50 at, at one point in wrestling shoes, you know what I mean? It wasn't about the money. And then him finally realizing and seeing where the sport was headed, he was like, bro, this isn't a game. You know, you got to go in there, give it 110%. I'll be the first person to admit that I was late to board the AJ McKee hype train. My first interactions with the fighter happened in late 2016, when he cornered his teammate Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor against James Gallagher in Dublin. Competing at featherweight at the time, the fans were clamoring for a McKee v Gallagher bout. The tumultuous build-up to the fight gained headlines throughout Ireland, but McKee remained respectful throughout the back and forth. During a conversation I had with Gallagher, I was surprised when the outspoken Irishman gave full credit to McKee, underlying his promise and his belief that the American would be a future world champion. McKee was back on Irish soil a year later. After his original opponent, Jeremy Petley, withdrew from the fight, he was slated for a short-notice main event bout with Ireland's Brian Moore, a crafty veteran who some thought was too much for the young prospect. After Moore commanded the action in the second, McKee blasts into action in the third, showing the true grit of a champion. Jay McKee chokes out Brian Moore. Man, what a comeback. After that second round, I was just done, you know? I was cut open. I'm like, I'm looking at my dad. He's talking. I'm not hearing the words coming out of his mouth. <laughs> and he's just looking at me like, dude, what are you doing right now? And, and I just, I got up, you know, and I, in my head, something clicked. I'm like, dude, fuck it. Kill or be killed. You know what I mean? Third round, go out here, swing as hard as you can and don't stop until this round's over or you go out on your shield. And that was the mindset, you know, and I came out and, and gave it all I had. I dropped him with a nice one, two. And then from that point on, it was like white on rice. I got around that neck again and I, I was not going to let go. The 26-year-old knows that his talent isn't the only reason he's elevated his status to world title challenger. He credits the communication between his father and Bellator as a key factor in his undefeated trajectory. It, it was really a team effort with Scott, Rich, Mike Hogan, and just the whole organization kind of working together. And uh, listening to my dad, man, you know, he he's obviously an OG, a, a vet of the sport. So he knows the ins and outs of this sport almost just as good as the organization, if not better, you know, because he, he knows each aspect from a coach to a fighter to a promoter like he he is the completion of MMA so being able to have him direct my career has been a, a big piece you know hats off Belter they've done a great job you see with other other fighters you know some guys are rushed too quick some guys they go on a couple loot losses and then you know and then that's it it's been a nice a nice journey the way that they've kind of built my career and my legacy. Despite his youth and inexperience, the MMA social media mob took shots at McKee for fighting what they called cans at some points during his ascent. For a while, McKee felt as though his career mirrored that of his father's, who never got the full credit for his prowess when he was in his pump. I would say the, the difficult part for me was not getting the recognition that I felt I deserved. Everyone, oh, you're fighting cans. No, I'm fighting all right people. I'm just making them look like cans. After that, it became a point where I got bored. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, my career's going the same way as my dad's. These fuckers don't respect me. You know what? Screw MMA. And then I got bored. Eight, nine, and oh, all finishes. I, what, what, what is there to do? What more can I do? It was McKee's victory over former champion Pat Curran that underlined his promise in the featherweight ranks. Soon after that, he booked his place in the Bellator Featherweight World Grand Prix, which firmly put all of his doubters in their place. 
McKee was considered one of the favourites to win the Bellator Grand Prix as soon as the bracket was announced. With three finishes and as many outings in the format, he feels as though he has finally gained the attention of the MMA masses, as well as those who claimed he could only find success if he was matched with Cannes. Felt like the tournament was a good way to just kind of put a stamp on the beginning of my career. Being able to showcase my skills and just do it in such a notable fashion, you know, four for four all finishes. I've, I've been saying that the whole tournament. I'm finishing everybody. Darian Carwell finished with something they've never seen before. Um, Georgie Kakarian. I said it in the back. I have footage. I'm going to go get Bellator's fastest knockout. Eight second knockout. Derek Campos. He's a beast. He's a tough boy, man. Out, blew my knee out first 30 seconds of the fight fought three rounds like that and then pulled out a triangle armbar that no one's ever seen before. As he mentioned in his synopsis of his tournament performances, although the wins against Campos and Caracanyan were impressive in their own right, nothing sent fans and media flocking to the mercenary like his neck-cranked win over former champion Darian Caldwell, a man who looked unbeatable at the height of his power as bantamweight champion. Knowing that he was facing an elite wrestler, McKee prepared to be on his back at some point during the fight, but nobody saw him pulling an ace from his sleeve as soon as he was introduced to the canvas. That ace, of course, was one of the most unique submissions MMA fans have seen in recent years. I set myself to be different. I want to be different. I want to make fighting different. I want to make mixed martial arts altogether as a sport different. So being able to do things that people have never seen before is uh, it's a big it's a big part for me. And um, I've, I've been doing that move since I was a kid. My dad hates it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I used to do chin whips as a kid and then I would switch it to an underhook. So I feel like that fight just took me back to kind of like old childhood memories of, of wrestling. McKee has already had a fantastic career, but all that lies between him and his destiny of becoming a Bellator world champion and claiming a $1 million prize as one of the greatest fighters of the modern era, double champion, Patricio Pitbull. Ever since McKee debuted under the Bellator banner, Patricio Pitbull has been the champion of the division. Early on, the Brazilian failed to acknowledge the promise of McKee, but the American's victories, as well as his own, have put them on a collision course for the July bout in California at Bellator 263. But what does McKee make of Pitbull's refusal to acknowledge him until this point? At first, he, he was ignoring me because he knew what was to come, and then now it's like he has no choice but to face me. And I feel that fear aspect. And any man that fights with fear is someone to fear. It brings a different survival into then I think at first he didn't think I respected him so he just ignored me oh you little young kid talking smack and then now you know what I mean 17 fights later he sees that I actually do respect him and uh, there's a lot of things in his career that obviously I want to conquer I want to be a champ champ you know I said it before Connor did it I was like I'm gonna be we could go back 2015 I'm gonna be a champ champ Connor goes and do it I'm like damn it like he beat me to it like fuck I wanted to be the first one there's a lot of things um that I respect in his career, but as far as now getting to the point where he's a, a pawn in this game of chess, now you're standing in front of me, you're standing in my way, and that's where it becomes a problem. So the respect level becomes a little different in a sense, you know what I mean? I respect him as a person, I respect him as a champ, but as soon as we get in that cage, all that goes out the window. Yeah, he's the champ, but you're fighting in my hometown, my backyard. I'm longer, I'm faster, I'm stronger, I'm younger. I feel like I have every advantage I could possibly need and want. For him, it's like, damn, what what can he do? You know what I mean? And th that's the scary part. And that's why my dad says, oh, it's your easiest fight to date. And that's what's scary. Because this has been a fight that we've prepared for 
since day one. He's been the champ since day one. Every fight we've had has been set up around Patricio Pitbull. Everything we've trained for. So now it's like he's realizing, damn, this kid's not just talking shit. He's really been preparing for me since day one. One issue that both McKee Sr. and Jr. discussed in a recent interview with MMA Junkie is their concerns about Pitbull taking a drug test before the fight. Although AJ claims it was somewhat of a troll, there is substance to it too. MMA, there's a lot of fighters, you know what I mean? And USADA stepping in first round of the tournament was awesome. Shit, I'd gladly piss in your cup. Here it is, you know? Matter of fact, stick me with a needle because I'm a natural athlete. I don't mind. You see a lot of fighters that beat their body up, you know? Patricio's getting older. He's not 23, 26, 28, you know what I mean? He's no longer really in his prime years. Now he's starting to slow down. And if you watch his fights, the way he used to fight, the way he used to look, he's just become more bigger, more yak. How does that happen? That's not natural. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but shit, bro. He doesn't see a world in which he doesn't claim the world title on Saturday night, but he has way more plans than just the 145 pound title. This is me putting a stamp on the 145 pound division and then going up to 155s afterwards and showing like, hey, I'm the best in the world. It doesn't matter about UFC, 1FC, PFL. Like like I said, you want to test me against other fighters? Cool. Unify the belts, but the visions, the things that I, I have for myself that I want to conquer sponsorship-wise from Snickers, Porsche, Cadillac, like there's big endorsements that I want to bring into the mixed martial arts world. I mean, sky's the limit, you know what I mean? And it's not just the world title on the line. The winner of the contest will also receive the $1 million check, which would undoubtedly change most 26-year-olds' lives. It's gonna be surreal. Honestly, a million, shit, I live in Los Angeles, California. That's, that's a house. That's low-key, that's a down payment in a nice area. <laughs> it's it's a it's a great beginning, you know what I mean? It's a great beginning, it's a great start. And like I said, I wanna change the sport. I wanna be the one to be Floyd Mayweather MMA, cash in 100 mil. If this is 10 times more entertaining than boxing, then why is it not that way? So, I mean, it's a great beginning, you know? I try to not fixate myself around the money because that shouldn't be the motivation. But obviously when it's, how I take care of my family, how my dad takes care of his family. His life is in the, in the gym all day, training all the guys in the gym. That's how he makes his money. Obviously, I'm the highest paid athlete in our gym. So it's like saying that and then taking care of the gym, the gym payments, like everything accumulated all together. It's, it's gonna be nice to be able to just sit back and feel content for a little bit. But once again, you can never have enough. So will Bellator 263 be the beginning of the McKee era or just a further notch in the belt of reigning champion Patricio Pitbull? Let us know what you think in the comments. All the best. As always, we appreciate the consumption of our wonderful content. Please like and subscribe. We upload three dazzling videos per week to keep you on your toes. So please hit us up in the comment section to tell us how you feel. You can also join our Discord channel, the link for which is in the description. I really hope you enjoyed the video this week. Slán August Bannacht.